0: Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast in in this this reality. 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 The show designed to challenge everything we've been taught. If you've ever felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Time to open your mind. And dive in This This is is the the Mental Mental Mastery Mastery Alliance Alliance Podcast And here we
1: go Ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you about something kind of fun today I have been enamored with simulation theory And as we've talked about it in the past There is this, I don't know This essence of you. I mean, the argument that goes around. People are... Flat Earth. Globe Earth. Concave Earth. Hollow Earth with the mole people. (laughs) I like... And I've talked about this. Simulation. And the funny thing about this is I remember having... I remember, I remember thinking to myself, like, how come, how come I can have these thoughts? In other words, inside the matrix, are they planted in me? They must be. Because literally everything that we can think of and everything that we do think of is essentially influence. We're being influenced everywhere by everything. The simple fact that you're listening to and predominantly speaking English just goes to show how well you... Emulate influence. And when you can maximize your ability to be hyper aware of situational surroundings, you end up with an, intri- I don't know, like a, a I want to say, I mean, fuck, for lack of a better word, like a thicker comprehension. Uh, one of the things that people can't really describe is the ethos. But to me, the ethos is like water. It's like fish. It's like humans trying to describe the ethos would be like fish trying to describe water. They don't understand it. It's always been around them. They just is what they is. To me, this thought process, and sorry for the long delays in my stutter speech. (laughs) I'm I'm thinking about it as we go. I'm, I'm doing it on the fly. So many people are so wrapped up with this idea that you have to be so overtly articulate. I I, I laugh. I got a couple of messages uh, about my last episode. Because at the time that I was thinking about these things, my brain couldn't compute a hundred people and, or a thousand people and a (laughs) hundred dollars, like it just couldn't do it on the spot. Like my brain just was having one of those moments, (laughs) 10,000, I mean, mathematically, and obviously if you take a hundred (laughs) people. Or a thousand people that have a hundred dollars that's a hundred thousand. oh, so difficult. What I like about that though, is humanity wants to to point out your flaws. Humanity desperately wants to shit on you, and there's a time in the third dimension where you look at that and you're like, Well, these people are shitting on me, and I don't know why or it's 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 a strange thing, or I'm taking it personally. Or how dare this person say this to me? They don't know my life, my fight, my plight, my struggle. They don't know me. How dare they? Yeah, I could be a thespian. (laughs) But honestly, now when somebody attacks you or when... I mean, it's not a real person attacking you. Even if you're the one doing the attacking. To the person you're attacking, you're not real. You're just a keyboard warrior. You're just another input source for the person who's perceiving whatever message you're sending. And then that person can perceive the fact, okay, well, I see this coming back at me. So what can I do? I can accept that it is what it is. I can actively decide that I want to try and do better and maybe write a script for a podcast. But if I personally started writing scripts, my shit would be garbage. (laughs) Everything that I do is just off the top of my head. And I think that that kind of, you know, some people like it, some people don't like it, but those who do like it can benefit and those who don't like it can beat it, right? That's just the way it is. There's a million people out there saying a million different things and everybody is just essentially looking for those that they align with. I don't listen to many people myself, but those I do listen to fascinate me. And some of them are quirky and odd and and strange, (laughs) but they're great. Based on me, based on my, my perception of it. Anyway, um, again, yeah, and that's another thing too. Like I am literally all over the map on the majority of these things, but hopefully there's a flow to what I say and, and to sort of where I go and what I, you know, what I do, you know, for you guys, enough, enough of a flow. Anyhow, I like the flow. I'm all over the place. Like I said, I think it's fantastic. I think, I think that the ability to sit here and, and free form open thoughts on almost anything, I think it's really fun. Uh, well, it's fun for me anyway. Um, I get to think about the things that I'm saying and I get to uh, express the things that are, that are inside me that, that don't make sense inside me, but they do make sense kind of when they come out, which brings me, well, actually, let me say that again, they don't make sense when they come out, but the more I speak on them, the more I can clarify the situation, and again, too, we get a lot of questions, so I do like that, I do like that people are asking, or like, you know, what did you mean by this, and that sort of thing, so there's always something, you know, to, to glean or learn or grow from, uh, in every experience. And, uh, to me, it's, it's a blast, um, just to have this brain, this brain that at once, you know, based on again, society influencing me made me feel crazy for having thoughts, made me feel crazy for thinking certain things. And whenever you start to, to step into that Role Or whenever you start to um, sort of push a, a new paradigm, a new thought paradigm, a new ideology, you realize that every single person that you've met aligned with your old ideology. So the more you move into your new ideology, those people are going to be left behind. And the more I've done this, the more I've understood this, and the more I've worked on this mentality and growing myself and understanding and comprehending and being able to ask the questions, which we're eventually going to wrap ourselves back into, the more I get it, the more I see that that there are certain people in your life that will will probably start off making fun of you because that's just where we started. We started being sarcastic. You know, all of us are sarcastic stems from our family stems from our childhood traumas. But when you start pushing and start believing and start understanding and start comprehending and start connecting dots, you had no business connecting in the past. I mean, constant research leads to constant dot connection. And the more you push this free thought narrative and this comprehension, this understanding, the more you realize that every single time that you've elevated your game, the world and the ethos and the energy and the essence around you tried to stop you from doing it. I tried to make you feel stupid. And this is another thing too, where the ethos really wreaks havoc. Something that we'll get into um, in, in a couple of episodes is uh, imposter syndrome. It's actually coming up. It's, it's on the docket. And this is the first time in a long time that I've got like eight different topics I really want to hammer out. But I can't cram them into one episode, one episode, because I want them to actually be a little bit concise. So we've got imposter syndrome coming up. And that's again the ethos, tricking you, right? But is it? Are you an imposter when you start something new? Theoretically, yes, because you've never done it before. And you're claiming that you, you're not claiming that you have, but you're doing your best to express who and what you are and what you know in a world, in a realm that you've never done it before. Even though you do know these things, you're brand new in the realm. So you feel like an imposter because you've never set foot in this realm before. You've never opened your mouth or spoke about this topic or these things. And that's really cool. Because (laughs) imposter syndrome breaks, breaks eventually, and it makes its way into something so phenomenal. Again, another episode, the ethos back to the ethos. When the world is pushing against you, it's making you stronger. And again, in the third dimension, you can be, you can think back to yourself and say, Hey man, you know, this is, this, this is offensive. You're offensive. You're offensive, man. I'm offended. Now, the neat thing is nobody can offend you, right? Nobody can offend you except you. You allow offense. And what I mean by that is anyone can say anything to anybody and mean whatever they want. But if you personally take offense to it, that means you're intrinsically already going against what you know. In other words, being offended is your overt reaction to defend your point where your whole soul and mind and body already agrees that it's wrong. I'm offended. Mm, Are you offended by what I've said? Or are you offended by how you're currently thinking and acting? Again, interestingly enough, this is what ties into anxiety and depression as well. Anxiety and depression is you acting away that goes against everything that your body stands for. And in this t- in, in today's society, we're tricked into that right out of the gate. We're tricked into believing that society is normal. It is not. Society is a bastardization of everything you and I stand for as human entities. And that's kind of cool. That again, you know, they want to medicate you. They want to medicate you for ADHD, which is... Simply put, ADHD just means that you function on a higher level. ADHD means that you're not as controlled as the rest of the population. It means that you've got more to say, think, do, be, act inside your own head. And you're at war because everything around you is not what it seems and what it's supposed to be. So they dumb you down. How many of you listeners? I was, but how many of you guys were diagnosed with ADHD? And told it was a bad thing. Isn't that foolish, right? They wanted to put you on Ritalin as a child. I they tried to they tried to do it to me twice, once in the fourth grade and once in ninth grade. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do it. I know a bunch of kids that did it and then they, they took the pills and they crushed them and snorted them. I'm like, how cool are you at fourteen years old? Eh? I'm like, Jesus. So I never I never even tried it. I never I never bothered with it. I never played with that brain juice. Um, later in life, however, you know, if you weren't a doctor and you had some sort of white powder, I mean, there's a chance that I'd give you a call. And that's funny too. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I apologize. But that's funny too. We have, um, this mentality. People look at me now and they're like, Oh, why are you so healthy? Why are you worried about what water you're consuming? Like I've seen you do some pretty crazy and atrocious things. And I'm like, yeah. And by doing those things, I don't do them anymore. <laughs> and I also have no regrets about them. You know, with regards to uh, having experienced all the alcohol, the drugs, the fast times, the crazy stuff. When I say I have no regrets, I have moments in time that I can look at now and say, this shit taught me something very, very heavy. That had I not done it, I would not have this experience. So what may be or perceive to be a regret at one point is your biggest and best learning experience everything that hurts you or everything that you think back on that's like what that is is you understanding and comprehending that yes you can step into it yes you can move forward and yes that's a moment in time that says i will never do that again so that moment of regret however you want to play it out is actually one of the greatest teachers that you've ever had because there are a million moments in your life that you don't even remember right now That may have been great. That may have been terrible. That may have been the worst thing you've ever done, but you're just, you blacked out because it didn't matter to you. And we've had this conversation before too. There are people out there that like hate your guts and you don't even know they exist. And that's what's funny. Because when you put yourself in that position of the, I hate them business, they don't even know you exist. You're not real to them, right? So the reality that you live in is the reality that you choose to create pain, sorrow, suffering, all this weird shit. You know, you can get rid of that because it's inside your head. And people can say, well, no, it's not inside my head. Look, it's happening on the news. Well, why are you focusing on that? Why are you looking at that? You know, and then even that sounds insensitive. Well, what are you going to do? If it's terrible and you hate the worst, go participate and help. Go do something. But don't let influence fear you because since the dawn of time, Influences the thing that's feared everybody. The idea that somebody else is doing something that isn't you. And it's going to impact you. Everything that you look at. Everything that you see. Everything that you like. Everything that you don't like. Is influencing you in some way, shape or form. And it's all being offered to you. I mean you're literally just sitting here experiencing everything that's passing by your perceptors. Which brings us back to simulation theory. I was watching this Black Mirror episode the other day called Don't, uh, or don't Hang the DJ, or Hang the DJ, one of the two. Hang the DJ, I think. And it was about this couple who signed up for an app. A dating app. And as the episode progresses, I'm going to slap spoiler alerts on this. As the episode progresses, it turns out they are the simulation for the quote-unquote real-world people who are technically dating. And it's a really neat, I guess, stance to take. It's a really neat um, perspective to offer where you believe that you are like them, right? Until you realize that they're just the app and you, you associate with them and you feel for them and you want them to connect and be together because they look and act and talk and walk and feel real, but they're just an app. and that. That hits hard. That hits home because when you, when we look at everything around us, and again, just being an app, being a simulation, being an understanding, being a comprehension, running the numbers, would artificial intelligence call itself artificial? No, it would just be intelligence to itself. The idea that we are who we are, the idea that we are the top of the food chain, the idea that we are uh, the superior being in this realm and reality, is an illusion handed down to us by somebody above us. Because the thing is, if you perceive yourself or if you have the expectation that you are the top dog in the ecosystem, for example, then you simply won't look for predators. And if the predators are smart enough, they will just manipulate the crap out of you uh, and have you do whatever they want. One of my favorite memes is, imagine a handful of ultra-rich psychopaths could control your every move by what they put on the television. Well, great. That's what's happening. But when you look at it this way, and when you say to yourself, well, if I look at the television, if I look at the reality, if if I can truly understand and comprehend that the split between what I'm seeing, what I'm experiencing, what I'm tasting, touching, smelling, if I can see that all as part of the same simulation, understanding that the only one common denominator between absolutely everything that's ever happened in my entire life me is that i've perceived it then you you get a firmer grasp on a few other things the simulation too every single thing that you don't like you alter course every single thing that you do like you embrace are we in a simulation for somebody's app i would like to believe that we are not (laughs) i would i would like to believe that i would like to believe that there's something more to it but the truth of the matter is I mean the only one true fact is that you're you you exist. You have consciousness. And everything else that has ever happened is a result of your consciousness. We want to overcomplicate it. And we want to, we want to be convoluted and, and confused and we want to see all of these things. And we want to be privy to all these things. And I want to experience Thailand and I want to experience war and I want to experience peace and I want to experience the Panama Canal and I want to experience flying and I want to experience scuba diving and I want to experience everything I can possibly experience and there's a million different things that I could possibly experience and you think that everything is so global and so massive and there's just so much possibility absolutely everywhere I want to go to space and then travel like the Star Trek through the galaxies ah! infinite everything so we believe we believe that it's huge but the truth is every single thing that's ever happened to you has happened within 6 feet of you. Every single thing that you've ever experienced you've experienced within 6 feet of you. And every single opinion you've ever had comes from what you've experienced within 6 feet of you. Which means that everything that anyone has else anyone else has experienced has happened within 6 feet of them. A visual representation you can see. You can't see it around corners. You don't know what's going on there, but you can assume you can extrapolate. So my question is, if it's on the news, is it real? Who knows? Because why do we only ever see things, you know, in North America and Canada, we see a certain news type in Russia, they see a different one. I mean, it's obvious that the television is pitting us against each other and the ethos is pitting us against each other. So who's in control? And what's the purpose? And what simulation are they running? Right? Why is there so much conflict? And if we don't look at it as a bad thing, we just look at it as a, as a computer program trying to figure things out. You know, this whole ideology, this whole war and peace thing. I mean, there was a neat thing. Um, uh, historic similarities, historic scenarios. We look at influence, say, during the Civil War. <clears throat> the South were told something and the North were told something. And again, us now, in today's day and age, we're told something completely different about what took place there because history is all bullshit. It's all a lie. And just like the simulation, you know, back to the game too. The simulation, they're like, do you remember where you were before you got here? And everyone's like, no. Mind you, they showed up as like adults. And the funny thing is, if you ask yourself now, do you remember where you were before you got here? No. But you do have memories of when you were a child. But honestly, you could have got here yesterday, and they could have implanted those memories. So the fact that you we're going to fight over left and right, up and down, black and white, rich and poor. The fact that we're going to fight over all this sort of stuff detracts from who, what, and where we are and what we're doing. Um, back to the Civil War, right? You had an entire North and entire South country fight itself. And a story that was told by it. The World War, you had... The world fighting each other. The world wars a bit different because it was never our fight. Civil war is a little bit different because it kind of was our fight as per the story. But truth be told, you know, it's just a bunch of young men fighting each other over the ideologies of old men. <laughs> People that we perceive to be better than us, smarter than us. I don't have much going on, so I'm going to join the military. Murder is absolutely illegal all across the world unless your government asks you to do it. Every single thing that's ever taken place, again, has taken place for you to perceive it. Has taken place for you to think about it. For you to understand and comprehend who you are inside this system. And this one's massive. It's massive. Because it's not about, should I go to work? Should I not go to work? Should I eat today? Should I not eat today? Should I should I go to the gym? Should I gain weight? Should I be anorexic? All of these things are influences. And every single person believes that every other person thinks just like them. Meanwhile, every single entity in this reality is having its very own unique experience. Based on the unimaginable mathematicals. Uh, <laughs> Mathematical equations, mathemagical. I like to make up words. Uh, Maybe you've noticed. Mathemagical is actually kind of fun. Speaking of making up words, rec creation—that's kind of neat. One like rec destroy creation build, and then recreation. Recreation. Dear, what are you doing? I'm uh, wasting time. This is recreational recreation. I don't know. That one hit me too. Kind of weird. Simulation theory has a lot to go on. I'm going to wrap this up with um, a final thought on something I came across that adds to simulation theory, uh, which is referred to as, and I don't know, um, I really don't know what it's referred to as. But the times that I've heard it, it's been called the right way to die. And I think this is fascinating. Because if you can, inside your mind, remove the ideologies that you have of good and evil, right and wrong, then you're left with endless possibilities of virtually anything. And what's really cool about that is you have this now scenario, this new scenario inside your head where, you know, what if these people aren't wrong? What if what if we're in a situation, what if we're in a simulation that is actually trapping our energy? And just like the Matrix says, using our energy as batteries to, to, to I don't know, to fuel whatever the hell it is that we're in. And guys like Bill Gates and Elon Musk and, and Tom Hanks eating babies are actually here to help us. Oh, wait. I should say something here. I think this is the one.
0: Disclaimer. If you're going to soundbite any of this podcast, you must soundbite it in its entirety for consistency and context.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's because of the whole Tom Hanks thing. Always getting me in trouble, Tom Hanks. Eating babies. If these people are doing this weird and awful stuff to you, in other words, that you're aware of, that you become aware of, there's a saying that goes with the interviews with the elites is, we don't want to do this. We came here. We made this decision to do this, to help you, to wake you up. So if everything that they're doing, this, this absurd thing, in this realm that we live in that's supposed to be euphoric, it's supposed to be perfect. It's supposed to keep us asleep and have us not understand or be aware of anything like that. Then these disruptors come in and they look like absolute devils. They look like... Like why on earth would Bill Gates, you know, buy up all this land? Why is his father the man that, that that started, you know, uh, Planned Parenthood? You know, all of these dots that we're able to connect, and all of this crazy stuff. And why is the Planned Parenthood building so very close to that whole uh, near beef fake meat? Why is it so close to the factories? Why, why are we able to, you know, why is Bill Gates buying the land? Like I said, why, you know, why is Elon Musk, why do people like Elon Musk's microchips, but they don't like Bill Gates microchips? Why do, why do people think that, that, that vaccines have, have uh, microchips in them? Why, why, why is, why is the whole thing just collapsing all around us? Why, why are we paying attention to Ukraine, but not paying attention to Iran? You know, why is all of this, and you ask these questions, you understand it's just chaos, 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 and you just wake up more and more and more. You understand things, you see things, you realize that that you're being manipulated, tricked, lied to. You understand, you comprehend. So that they're doing this makes them all look evil. But they're kind of a savior because you're seeing the bullshit that's being played out in front of you based on the actions of a few. That's kind of huge when you take away good and evil because your ideologies were implanted in you in the first place. Now it comes down to the right way to die. They're saying, again, you know, programming, pre-programming, you're afraid of the dark. You're not really afraid of the dark. You're afraid of the unknown. And the darkness holds all of the unknown. But on top of that, it says go into the light. We know that when we die, we're supposed to go into the light. And the theory is going into the light is a choice. We're here by choice. Hotel California. You could check out, but you could never leave. (laughs) So we're here by choice and it has to be that way. Just like the old saying, they have to reveal to you what they're doing. It has to be by choice that you come back around. Go into the light. Pre-programming. So if you go into the light, you come back in. The theory also being they want your energy from 0 to 35. But from 35 on, your energy is not the same. So they want you gone, but they want you to come back. right? So you go into the light. And all of these things, all of this stuff, all of this. Because if you look at absolutely everything that's ever taken place, all of it, all of the control all of the fear all of the everything comes down to population control so it looks like it looks like they're doing their best to make sure that the population doesn't grow interestingly enough and so if the population doesn't grow but if you assume if you assume that the population can't grow like that's just a myth but it can shrink people can leave souls can leave energies can leave and the idea is to get them to go down and down and down. They're saying, we, we need population. We need this to go down. So that the more souls leave this realm, this reality, this ball, wherever we are, the more souls that leave, the less power it has. And the less power it has, maybe in some other dimension, some other reality, it saves another group of people. Because whatever this is, is powering something terrible. And it's us that's doing it. So instead of going into the light, they say, go into the darkness and leave the loop, leave the simulation. Take your energy elsewhere and you're you're free to go. And everything changes after you do that. Now, I don't know too, too much on it, but I love the idea of the quote unquote the right way to die and how it correlates with simulation theory. Because I love simulation theory and I love seeing the expansion upon simulation theory. Like, I don't know. People say, well, where do you think we are? I'm like, well, simulation, but why? I mean, there has to be a purpose for it. If we are, if we are in a sim, great. You know, it's kind of fun that we're we're in a sim another th- another Sim uh, topic would be uh, one that you might want to in- be interested in looking at is the 13th floor. It's about a group of people that invented a Sim. And inside that Sim, they invented a Sim. And everybody started realizing all kinds of shit. And it's really cool. It's a great movie. There's so much talk in Hollywood and everything and everywhere else about Sims. And the idea of them are phenomenal too. I mean, even you and I as a kid, we played sim City. You know, Well, I never played The Sims, but I definitely played SimCity. And there's a there's a there's a, a theory behind the Sims and SimCity is like these people are going about their business doing their thing they don't they don't think anything of it you know time is nothing to them you know you could sit there and you could you could run fifty years in five minutes that's the illusion of time and the same thing could be said about that, that's what's going on above us you know this whole thing your entire life is is uh, a four minute experience in a higher dimension a higher reality I don't know if any of this is true. But this is all amazing and amazing, uh, amazingly entertaining speculation that creates a, a fun mystery in this world because this world is really, really sad and boring and bullshitty the majority of the time, especially if you're living in a drug addiction, alcohol addiction, cigarette addiction, douchebag addiction, uh, anxiety riddled uh, depression mindset, which I did for the majority of my life. But to be able to break out of it and to be able to help people and be able to comprehend and understand and work in and within the system, to spot the patterns, to see the patterns, to be able to manipulate the patterns, to me is a lot of fun. And I can only think to myself that moving forward, it's going to get crazier. I think 2023 is going to be a crazy year. But I also think that it's going to be that year that motivates everyone to truly get their shit together. And that's really cool. Ladies and gentlemen, in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice.
0: We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Stay connected with us directly through the Mental Mastery You can also join the discussion on Instagram at Instagram.com forward slash the Mental Mastery Alliance. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag T-M-M-A or tagging us at the Mental Mastery Alliance. To have your voice heard on the show, leave a voicemail or send a text to 647-338-1265. Long distance charges may apply. If you love us, leave us a review. If you hate us, you spend your time in weird ways. But also, leave a review. Every review on iTunes tickles the algorithm helping us grow. Until next time, unity over division. This concludes the most surreal portion of your day. You got it, Pontiac.